DBM delivers experiences that go beyond the ordinary and suspend reality. From powerful loudspeakers to state-of-the-art projection systems, and from high-quality processors to exceptional acoustic treatment solutions and screens, DBM partners with pioneering brands, including Barco Residential, Complete Acoustic Treatment Systems, Display Technologies, Trinov, Waterfall Audio and Meridian Audio. We give you the very best high-performance products for your home cinema projects. Like you, we're committed to achieving excellence. Visit distributedbym.com to find out more. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Integrated Home, the podcast that's produced by the home integration community for the home integration community. My name is Jeff Hayward, and today we're going to look at the assisted living market. Government figures state that 19% of the UK population was aged 65 or over in 2019. That's around 12.3 million people. And people in this age bracket make up 24% of the population by 2043, according to these estimates. That's 17.4 million people. Can smart home technology help support independent living for longer for people in this age group and indeed for the less able? And is our industry capable of delivering these solutions? Let's find out. Welcome to the Integrated Home. AWE are proud distributors of Sony televisions and home cinema projectors, bringing you the best content from lens to living room. For more information, visit awe-europe.com. We're joined today by Chris Thorne of Imperium Building Systems. Welcome to the show, Chris. Hi, Jeff. Good to be here. Do you want to give us some insights into you and Imperium as a business? Absolutely. So Imperium are a whole home technology provider. We aim to be a little bit different in the industry because we we try to think about both the kind of environmental control aspects of the home uh, and buildings uh, alongside the kind of AV technologies and the AV kind of devices and systems that people are, you know, sort of really familiar and used to using in, in you know, in this industry. So we really think about a kind of a holistic um, proposition. So, you know, how are people going to live in the space? What are the kind of day-to-day things that they're going to be doing in, in the home? What are the day-to-day challenges that they might have? And how can we really design technology systems that fundamentally address those needs of the people in the space? You know, I think that's where we sort of try to be a little bit different. We we certainly always start with the end result. What you know, ultimately, what are people trying to achieve? And then how can we use technology to help get them there? So I think certainly in that respect, that's where there, there's considerable relevance in that sort of design thinking that applies to this particular market. And what do you actually understand to be the assisted living market? I think it's it's really about um, you know what systems and technologies have we got that can assist people in their living space. So I think one of the interesting things about our industry as a whole is that it's probably been led by convenience, by luxury. A lot of the sort of systems that we use and come across in the kind of AV industry are very much thought of in the luxury living environments. But actually, when you sort of strip those aspects away, you realize that systems and the technologies that we work with, they make people's lives better. They make people's lives easier. 
So when you then think about the sort of challenges that um, people in the aging population or people that may have certain disabilities have when they're trying to live every day in the home, those technologies can solve a huge problem. So when you then start thinking about perhaps the aging population piece and in terms of what that means for the, the healthcare system, for example, with the right kind of use of the right technologies, it means that people can live in the home and stay in the home for much longer. And how exciting a market opportunity do you think it is for home technology integrators? Well, I, I think it's very exciting. I think the, the opportunity is huge. I think there are some, some real challenges that we have, you know, not least thinking about budget and the sort of you know, monies that are available um, to, to kind of use this technology. But I think you know, a lot of those, those issues can be overcome with the right sort of uh, education making sure that um, the market for this, uh, you know, understands the benefits that there can be from these technologies. And then actually, when you start to think about the, the kind of monetary constraints, the value proposition starts to make a lot of sense. So certainly when you think about uh, the, the cost on the healthcare system for someone going into the healthcare system, if they need, need that support, um, when you think about uh, assisted living from perhaps elderly care homes, you know, the annual cost for an elderly care home is, is, is significant. So actually, when you start to look at the overall value proposition in terms of what we can do in the home um, for, for perhaps not, not as much money as you might think, uh, it, it makes a lot of sense. And actually, um, the benefits are, you know, are, are far reaching. So how do our skill sets and the expertise that we have in this industry match up to what's required in this sector? Yeah, I think that's the, I think that's a great question. Arguably, you know, the skill sets in our industry are probably some of the best there are. You know, we've been working with um, technologies and implementing them into the home for for decades. It's something that's that's kind of a second nature for us, and I think that's where at the moment I feel there's a quite a missed opportunity in the assisted living space because, unfortunately, by default, when when people that that kind of operate in the assisted living market day to day, they don't by default think about smart home technologies, um, you know, they tend to think about more, uh, you know, things like wearable technologies, for example, uh, you know, if someone has a fall, it, it triggers an alarm and uh, motorized chairs and beds. It's those sorts of things that by default, people tend to think about when they think assisted living. Uh, and they tend to overlook the actual living environment and the living space itself. So when you think about the the, the products and solutions that, that we in the AV industry provide on a day to day, it's control of the, the heating systems, control of your environmental and comfort conditions. It's control of your lighting, control of your shading, you know, all of these things we very much take for granted on a day-to-day -day basis, because, you know, if you want to turn on the light, you can get out, get up from the chair and go and press the light switch or, or grab your, you know, your phone or use that, whatever it might be. But when you then think about that uh, in terms of somebody who might be less able-bodied, you can start to see that the benefits of, of the systems that we work with are actually huge. So, as I said, I, I really think it, it's something that's being overlooked, and I think we really need to uh, try to promote the education into that market. And it also sounds like there's plenty of education, both from your side that went on in this project and that we as an industry perhaps need to do to this market just to demonstrate what we're capable of. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So, you know, I think there, there's a much bigger piece in terms of lobbying, you know, through the right channels. And I know that's something that, that CEDIA are doing and, and are really sort of starting to think about that and try to influence from the top down. And I do think that needs to happen. Um, you know, ultimately, the, 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 the benefit of, of utilising what for us is kind of everyday technology, really, for the most part, um, is significant. And it will address many of the challenges that, um, you know, we face as a, as a nation. Um, you know, throughout the population. So hopefully, 
you know, the, the right channels and, and the right sort of government officials and bodies will will start to pay attention to this. And hopefully organisations like CEDIA will have the clout to, to help to sort of drive those things through. Feels like we've been talking about this market and the market opportunity for a number of years. What experience have you actually had, practical experience as a business in this space? Yeah, so it's it's a market that we've been looking at for quite some time. We recently completed a hugely successful project uh, for the Queen Elizabeth Foundation at their um, new rehabilitation facility over in Leatherhead. It was a project that was a number of years in the making in terms of the the sort of design for the for the smart technologies. So we went through a, a very considerable. Uh, design and consulting process with this charity um, to kind of really help them understand the benefits that there are in utilizing these sorts of technologies uh, and helping them to sort of understand again as we said earlier that that kind of value proposition so making sure that they they really you know could understand that it was a worthwhile investment for them as an organization and the benefits it could bring to their uh, their clients we handed that project over 18 months a couple of years ago now you know as i said it's been very successful they have um, 48 living rooms where their clients come in and receive some very intensive kind of rehabilitation um, services um, and the the technology has been a real kind of enabler to to help you know simplify uh, the, the clients everyday lives when they're they're living in the um, in the facility uh, but not only that, it, it also in terms of helping to support the carers that are providing the, the day-to-day care for them as well. So we uh, installed a number of systems that ultimately control the, the temperature, uh, automated shading, automated lighting, and then your audiovisual services in there as well. Um, and everything's integrated back through uh, Amazon Alexa units. So when you think about that sort of everyday sort of uh, activity, the, the sort of basic things that we take for granted when you get up in the morning, you might get out of bed and you you go and switch on the light, turn on your TV, open your curtains or your blinds or whatever. Um, so for these individuals to be able to wake up and say, Alexa, good morning, their blinds open, the lights come on, the TV comes onto their favorite channel and they hear the news, you know, that that sort of stuff can be life changing. So it really helps them to, to gain back some of the independence that they may have lost. I think we've all kind of struggled a little bit with seeing how voice control can be brought into applications in our industry. It's a it's a very popular DIY product, obviously, but but what you've done with Alexa and, and voice control is quite interesting. And you've done some stuff around eye gaze solutions and text to voice apps as well, haven't you? Yeah, precisely that. So I think, you know, one of the things we were very mindful of um, with this project was was ensuring that everybody could use the system. So now there's always the kind of 80-20 rule. So, you know, for the most part, we had to develop a system that we could deploy on scale across all of the rooms within the building. You know, some of the clients that they have there have some very specific needs. You know, a lot of these individuals may not have the use of their voice. So we really had to think about how will the people interact with the system every day. So, you know, voice isn't the only method of of controlling. So we've still got the keypads on the walls. We've still got apps on iPads and mobile devices. So it's really making everything as, as accessible as we can. Uh, that's absolutely critical for for being successful with the, you know the assisted market. And then you know where you might have a scenario where people are unable to get to keypads or unable to use their voice, then we can use things like text to speak apps. So we can pre-configure apps that have all the the pre-built voice commands in, and all they've got to do is you know press a button and choose their command, and the app will speak for them. So really clever stuff that we can do there. And the QEF, um, just to just to get it clear, that's it's looking after people who've got brain injury issues, 
rehabilitation issues through through sort of some quite traumatic stuff that they've been through so um i think what the what you're describing is is all about yes enhancing their lifestyle making it more efficient as a as a place for for them to to recover and, and live but also it's about giving them their dignity back 100 percent, absolutely so yes you're absolutely right it's so their, their clients are, are people who have, have had acquired brain injuries, either through, you know, a physical trauma or a illness. So in many respects, their kind of physical abilities have been greatly reduced as a result. So it certainly does. It provides them a, you know, greatly enhanced independence. It really helps to, to bring back, you know, their, their dignity. You know, the technologies that we provided on the face of it, you might think would be, you know, considerably expensive, but actually they're very uh, attainable. Uh, for people so that when they go back into the home, we can then look to to deploy, you know, similar technologies in their own home so they continue to benefit from the advantages that the technology brings. The QF is is, is um, wholly funded through charitable donation. A, a huge part of what they do is, is raising funds uh, and, and a large part of that, you know, their business is to create those kind of those events, corporate style events and, and um, you know, bring in people that will eventually hopefully fund uh, their sorts of, you know, the work that they do and, and certainly with this development. So, so that was, again, something that we were sort of, you know, quite closely involved with. Because obviously the technology for them was something they really wanted to kind of talk about uh, and, and use as an opportunity to, to, to get excitement in the project and gain the funding that they required. So in terms of the procurement process and, and the budgeting, um, how how did it work from getting the first inquiry about this to actually delivering? How long did that that time frame take? Yeah, so I think I think I suggested earlier it was maybe three to four years, and I think it was as long as this. So from from the point of initial inquiry from um, from the Queen Elizabeth Foundation, and and that's uh, you know what I think's been really fantastic about about those guys as a, as a charitable organisation is that they actually did reach out and make the initial inquiry, which I think shows uh, I think importantly shows that 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 market is thinking about smart technology and how it can be used to, to help their clients. So that's really good. But yeah, so from the point of initial inquiry, there was, you know, a number of uh, meetings and, and kind of uh, a very drawn out consulting process we had to go through firstly with them to help them understand what technologies are available. Uh, so we had to firstly kind of go through that process. Then we had to start to engage, you know, with their, you know, design teams and contracting teams as well. Uh, and start to inject a lot of our kind of experience and knowledge back into their process. So there was a quite a long process of unpicking some of what uh, you know their their architects and and their designers had already done. Uh, so how can we incorporate the technology now into something that they'd already been thinking about for some time? And we actually utilised some of their existing facilities to install some some demo um, systems, and then they would have you know their clients and their uh, their own staff members going in there as well to kind of test the systems and play around with them. Uh, and we were, you know, closely engaged with that process. So we had a real good opportunity to ask those questions. You know, this is what we're thinking about. Is this going to work for you? You know, is this going to provide you the benefit, you know, compared to the sort of you know, budget requirements that you're looking for? Um, so it was, yeah, it was a very considerable process. But as with everything, I think as time evolves and as this becomes more focused on a more mainstream, that, that sort of um, journey will, will greatly reduce because, you know, you, you won't have to necessarily go through such a drawn out kind of, um, education and, and sort of design and testing process, I guess. How different is the business model and how do you have to approach things differently? 
Yeah, great, great question. It's um, it's very challenging. I'm not going to lie. It's a market that things you need to think about and consider that you obviously wouldn't necessarily be thinking about in a in a typical kind of AV um, or home technology project. There's a lot of kind of sensitivity that has to be applied, uh, obviously, to to the sort of clients and the people uh, that you're you're trying to work with. It, obviously, it's challenging to ensure that um, discussions around money and budget and and you know are treated sensitively. But at the same time, also remembering that, you know, we are businesses and we have to make profit. So it's it's a challenging process and a delicate process to go through. But I think it was, you know, ensuring that really, you know, you have a, a really solid grasp and understanding of the market, the challenges that they face, uh, you know, challenges that the, the, the charity and the, and the end clients face. And making sure that the the value proposition and and the uh, the systems that you're, you know, you're proposing really do fit and, and help them deal with those challenges and I think once you can kind of get that right then obviously it, it makes things a lot easier but yeah it's a challenging space I think it's a hugely exciting space um, I worry that because of the at the moment certainly because of the amount of time required to kind of help educate and develop the solutions for for specific scenarios because each scenario is, is quite unique um, I worry that lots of um, specialists in our industry you know won't take the time to sort of think about it because the reality is they, you know, they, they need to turn turn jobs around and get paid. And that's the brutal reality of what we do. But I hope that more people will focus on it because I think the skills and the, the systems that we can offer, you know, can be hugely beneficial to this space and, and can help many people's lives. Would you say that it pays to be patient on this type of project? A hundred percent. Absolutely. And I think that, um, you know, those businesses that, that can be patient and have the time and the passion because obviously it needs that passion as well. Uh, I think, you know, eventually this will emerge as a, as a really as a really exciting marketplace for sure. And how scalable is is uh, what you've delivered? Yeah, I mean, again, it's um, I think it's very scalable. Uh, and I think that was one of the reasons why when we went through the, the kind of design and consulting process that we, you know, we, we settled on the, the solution, the brands, you know, technologies that we've utilized. So Certainly as a costing exercise, um, when we were working with the, the QEF through this process, we did we did look at alternatives, um, you know, and from a, a budget sort of exercise point of view, we did we did even look at the just supplying, you know, pure kind of DIY components and, and trying to create something smart that way. But when you look at the kind of risk factors in terms of, well, one device, you know, gets an update and now suddenly it doesn't work with the overall system. Um, when we sort of went through that whole kind of end-to-end -end process in reviewing the sort of budgets, um, uh, whilst it may have been, you know, more expensive to go with a brand like this, uh, as I said, the overall value proposition, you know, really stacked up and made a lot of sense. So, and again, with the the kind of um, scalability and reliability of Crescent, you've got something that is hugely scalable. So, you know, certainly with their, you know, wireless um, devices that you can now get from these sorts of companies, it means that we can retrospectively add things as well. So we can really scale up a, a system to suit the individual's needs. Talk to me about the impact for the team on this project and what it felt like for them to deliver what they've delivered. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a, a really good one. And I think um, certainly from a feel good factor point of view, um, you know, I, I can certainly say it was one of the most enjoyable processes that we've been through in terms of, you know, seeing what is, a, I would say, a, a sort of a, a fairly prolonged kind of design process that we had to go through in, the, in this instance remaining committed to that because obviously our you know our passion and, and our, our kind of desire to want to help this organization to 
to help their clients and, and help the individuals that have had acquired brain injury. Um, and then sort of, you know, after a considerable amount of time, you know, I'm talking probably three or four years in terms of a kind of design process to then be on site and to start delivering. Uh, and then I remember when, you know, their first client started moving in and, and actually I've had the opportunity personally to, to, to go and, and meet many of their clients and, and talk to them and, and uh, you know, listen to their feedback. And it's, it's been really a really wonderful experience. And also working with the, the QEF, you know, they're an extraordinary organisation and, you know, I don't think I've ever met such happy people in my life. They, I think that, you know, the, the value and reward they get from doing what they do is just really, really wonderful. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's an inspiring project. I, th- I think anybody who isn't familiar with the, what you've done there, check out the CD Awards because uh, you, you received a lot of praise and acclaim from the industry for, for what you've achieved in those awards last year, didn't you? Yeah, we did. Absolutely. Um, I think, you know, we were we were sort of somewhat surprised. It was our it was our first time, you know, going into the into the CD Awards process. Um, you know, we we really took a lot of time to sort of think about, you know, the, the project and, and how how we could sort of really articulate that that journey, I think. Um, and we we picked up, you know, two awards at the, the award ceremony, which was which was utterly amazing. And I think a real kind of um you know, just the cherry on top, really, you know, the greatest reward obviously came from seeing the projects, you know, being delivered and, and then understanding how that's benefited the organisation. Um, but to pick up the awards and get that kind of industry acclaim was 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 a really special moment for us uh, and one that the QF, you know, were, were really proud of and shared with us as well. So, so yeah, it was really great. Yeah, just on that point, I know that CDO is involved in the Smart Homes and Independent Living Commission uh, that's being currently worked on by an all-party parliamentary group. So if anybody listening to this show is interested, wants to find out more, wants to get involved, definitely contact Cedia. There, there are routes there where you can not only find out more about the market, but uh, get your voices heard in it and express an interest, which I think, as Chris has so well articulated, it's an opportunity, it's there, and definitely worth finding out more about. Brilliant. Thanks so much, Chris. That was really interesting. And um, congratulations on a, on a brilliant project. And yeah, hopefully we'll be seeing more and more of these projects uh, around the country, around uh, the region in the months and years ahead. Thanks, Chris, for talking to us about the QEF and for sharing such great insights and advice for other businesses. If you enjoyed this show, then please give us a review on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Instagram at Integrated HomePod, Twitter at IntHomePod and Facebook and LinkedIn at the Integrated Home Podcast. The Integrated Home is brought to you with the support of AWE, Sony and distributed by Meridian. We are a Wildwood production. The Integrated Home supports Together for Cinema. Together for Cinema is an AV industry movement that designs and installs cinema rooms in children's hospices across the UK. In these special places, children, their families, staff and volunteers are now enjoying fantastic movie experiences together. We want to build more rooms in more hospices for more children. To do that, we need your help. Visit togetherforcinema.co.uk and find out how you can be involved to help make short lives that little bit better.